the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my home. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. We're here with Ace What a Two Sport. Well, close. Uh, our financial expert and Jerry Feeney. Our legal expert, myself, Dottie Herman, and uh, we're thrilled to have for the second time um, someone I look up to. I think she's just brilliant, and I love her. I told you in the beginning of the show I met her at a conference. We hit it off. I was totally impressed, so I consider her a friend also, Desiree Patno, and she is the CEO and president of Women in the Housing and Real Estate Real Estate Ecosystem, a women's trade association specializing in the housing economy. And she's had almost three decades specializing in this, and she leads her executive team's expertise of advancing women's economic growth and independence. Now, I think Desiree. Hi, Desiree. Hey, Dottie. How you doing? I'm excited. What time is it there? It is very early there. uh, You're in California, no? So what time is it there? Three hours earlier? Yes. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. But you're an early riser. Um, 6 a.m. Yes. So in 2009, Desiree, you had a vision to create an organization dedicated to the promotion of women-owned brokerage. And you uh, wanted to try to increase women home ownership. And for those of you who uh, haven't heard me say that, women, single women home ownership actually I think is, I don't want to quote it, but I thought it was almost as large, if not larger, than men. Uh, So let me, but, you know, a lot of single women, because for women, at least even for myself, my home is kind of my security. I mean, and I I say that. My home is kind of my balance, my center. and I think that's the way for some men, um, not all men, but I know for women it's really very important. Uh, now, let me ask you something. And, again, this is just an opinion because I don't know. You'd have to poll a million different men and women. Do you think, Desiree, that home ownership means something different to a woman than a man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a woman wants to call it her sanctuary. It really is a place that she can define her aura. Um, like you said, it, it's really a place to define it. You know, we all hear about the financial wealth of being of how, owning your home and, and stepping stone and businesses and everything else. 
but it really is for a woman if you think about it you know single mothers a place to shield yourself from the world you know make your home into whatever you want it to be if you wanted to be you know very you know miami vice let's say or you want to make it very um into um hoarding antiques like i am you know i'm i'm very different in that aspect so it's a place to where you can really sit down and shield yourself from the outside influences you can reset your brain physically mentally spiritually and then you can re uh, establish your children and what you're doing with that what your household means to you and define if you want hot pink walls you know versus well that's true but let me ask you since i have ace and jerry uh to what when you think of home ace or jerry what do you what you're men so do you think you you would think differently about it what do you what do you think most men and this is just a you know, not a scientific study. I know it's very important to women. I think it's kind of their gra- it grounds them. But what about men? What do you think? Uh- I think financial security for the future. I, I really, it's become a big part of, uh, you know, people's estate plans and, and retirement plans and the wealth they leave behind to their heirs. I actually think more financial security side than, than sanctuary. But, uh, you know, I, I can have a sanctuary in my car. You know, I mean, I don't need a home for that. So I'm not sure about you, Ace. But. Yeah, no, I agree with you, um, Jerry. Financial security is definitely something that's very important. So I, I agree. I agree. And, of course, I think, Desiree, correct me. I mean, this is just my opinion, but I, you really, really, really do a lot of research on it. One thing I know, Desiree does tons of research. Uh, but I would think that now we're talking about, like, if you were, let's say, married or let's say you had children and you weren't married, but you had children, I would think it's a, a real place to raise your children, whether you're a man or a woman. But what about single women? Do you find more single women are buying? I find, or do your research tells you more and more single women are saying, look, I don't need to get married to have a home. Absolutely. Since 1986, single women have outbought single men. That's almost 32 years. Really? See, I don't think we... Mm-hmm. I know I thought I read that somewhere, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't 100% positive. And again, I think, it's, um, I think it's security, too. I think it's knowing that this is yours and nobody can take it. Um, and I think that, uh, and I think the world is changing. I think that, you know, if you look at maybe the world today and you see, look, people can have children even if they're not married. I mean, years ago, the only way you could have children were really if you got married. Even adoption was tough if you were single. And today, uh, you don't have to be married. You don't have to, um, you you know, you don't have to have specifications. I think there still is a tough, you know, an age, there might be a thing on age still. But I think that's great. I mean, because people got married sometimes just to have kids. So I think the world is changing. And I think that with money, women are getting more used to, to, learning about money and, and investing. And I think that more and more single women say, look, I want to buy a house. Uh, now, what about single men? Well, the, the, well, the single men, they're, they're looking at for financial wealth, like the two gentlemen just said. You know, they really want to have a stepping stone. They're not as emotionally attached to the home. It's an asset. It's a, it's a way of wealth building. Where a woman actually, you know, raising your children like you headed off, you know, they feel connected to the community. They feel like they're involved in, in they can design their home and implement it to the way that they're, they want to grow. And so, you know, and a lot of women work out of their homes. You know, you have 91% of all the women-owned businesses are one themselves. 
sell their home base versus then brick and mortar. Um, so it's a very different dynamic in, in the sense that, you know, they love to cook. They love to get involved into the, the aspect of, of being their four walls. And so, the, you know, the, their, their destiny for raising children is having a place that they can be their own, you know, landlord. They don't have to answer to someone else. So the idea is that, and they don't have to be uprooted. You know, that, that whole um, children rearing is making sure that they're in their school and they're connected to the school and they find the right place. They just, it, it just makes the children so much better. I mean, you were talking earlier before about, you know, what's going through the children. Here in the state of California, they gave up 15% of all the high school students did not pass reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's Wait, no slow longer down. a requirement. For- because so many kids didn't pass, re- repeat that again. Just say that. I didn't get it. So wrong. 15%, absolutely, 15% of all high school students did not pass last year in the state of California the exit exam for reading, writing, and arithmetic. So what do they do? Well, they graduated. They're allowed because the state of California said they didn't want to emotionally damage them, so they gave them their diploma. They no longer, it's no longer an exit requirement. To get a high school diploma, you don't have to take the test anymore. You know, I don't know what you guys think about it. I mean, you can call us at 866-970-9622, and if you have any questions and you want to ask about women home ownership. But I really kind of think that, I mean, I, I get what they're saying because I – I, I get that part of it. But I also think that, you know, when you produce people that can't read and write, you're really not preparing them to compete in the world. I mean, uh, I don't, you know, well, I, I guess some can make it, but I think that's tough. What do you guys think? Uh, it's shocking. I, if it's true, it's shocking. I got to tell you. 15%. Well, they have that in the city. I don't know about the 15%, but I know yeah. my daughter's a teacher. So they have that in the city, and they really work really hard to get those kids to pass. Mm-hmm. And I know the teachers in New York City, because uh, my daughter's a teacher, are they're rated. Like, I mean, they really grade that. They, they look at their uh, their track record on how many kids pass the test and if not enough kids pass the test or they see then they they go to the teacher to see what they're doing uh, incorrectly so um i'm not sure you know i don't know california but i but i just think that you know what even if you want to pass them they should really have to go to extra courses and things because at the end of the day it's hard to be you know in life and you know you compete if you don't well, although I know some people that can't read or write well who bought a lot of real estate at the right time and <laughs> kept it and are kind of very wealthy. Let me ask you something else, Desiree. I, um, you're, you're very committed. And, I, and I, when I say passion, talk about a person who has passion. This woman is passionate to increasing women's home ownership and raising awareness of women's poverty levels across America. Um, now, you said, and these are, I think, your notes, that you told me that 29% of families are headed by women with no husband present and live below the poverty level. So what yes. do we do to help that? What can we do? What can we do to help that? Because that's well, a big number. For, yeah, that's a huge number. Well, what's even bigger is that 41% live uh, have children under the age of uh, 18, and then 49% uh, have children under the age of 6. Wow. So when you see that single, when you see a woman with children um, in the grocery store, you've got to really think: 
is she only buying three items because she's only picking up a few items, or is she only buying three items because that's all she can afford, right? Um, so what we're doing about it is that we're bringing the analytics to. There's no women's trade or any uh, organization out there that brings the data analytics regarding poverty. Um, and what we're doing is to change in the dynamics of connecting all the poverty um, uh, organizations and uh, philanthropy and uh, uh, public and private sectors that are, can help move that dynamics so we can collectively do things to do that. Another statistic that's really crazy is that 37% more women millennials live below the poverty line right now than any generation before them. Now, wait, I would have never guessed that. Ace, do you, uh, did you ever hear that? I mean, I, I would never have guessed that. You're saying no, not, yeah, that's that's actually shocking. Yeah, that's shocking. So where where did that information come from? So you're saying millennials have the highest group of women that live in the below the poverty level than any generation before them. Correct. I see that. And what's happening is is that you Why? think about well, it. They they have higher degrees. They're getting paid more. How can that be? Right. Well, they're picking. They're picking careers that don't, you know, that are not paying high. They have high student debt. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're delaying getting married. I mean, there's just a whole slew of things that are playing into that uh, uh, package. You know, look at all the women that, that went and got a degree and then decided they want to have a career change because after they got their degree and let's say that something cost them, you know, $50,000, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to pursue that career. Well, listen, here's what I have to say about that. I mean, I, I really think that there's obviously, you know, you want people to we want to help people that need to get on their feet. But if you picked a career like I, I knew somebody that, you know, if you picked a career that is not too um, popular or doesn't pay, well, then if as long as you're healthy, then, you know, you got to do what you have to do. If you have to take two jobs, I, you know, I, I think that. Um, I think I, I, I think that that's hard for me to digest in a sense. I believe the numbers, but I believe that, you know, may, now and you have student debt to pay off on top of that. But I think so. I think maybe that's the thing, because then you just have to get another job, a different type of job, maybe. And then you'll be working not in your passion. You'll be working to make a living to just eat. Uh, but yeah. I'm sure there's men that the same. There's not you wouldn't think men have the same problem. They do, but just not as much. You know, men, uh, as the two gentlemen, uh, love money, love to sit and, and, you know, financial wealth. They want to build that. Where a woman is all about feeling the aura. You know, yes, money is important. Yes, they want to have that stability. But they also want to have more than just financial wealth. They want to have the whole enchilada. They really want to feel um, the aura of living. And, the, 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 you know, you're a mother. I'm a mother. I have four boys. You know, it's, it's, you know, that joy of, of having that baby and raising that baby, and you produced it, and it came out of you. Yeah. Well, let me say this. I don't want to I, I generalize because I think there's great fathers, there's great mothers, there's not such great mothers and not such great fathers. I think there's a mix. But I do think, and I've, I've seen this in business, I've seen this, I think that men and women, for most part, think differently, a little bit differently, and I think women become more emotionally involved in things where men... Uh, you know, and that's just a generalization. Um, Agreed. So, you know, I, 
But I think that if we can do anything to help women get homes, we should. And I think we're going to. I want to take a quick question, and then I want to ask you, Desiree, if there's any programs about that biz, that you can tell us about that women who want to get into business can, can, can use or apply to. But I want to take a quick question from Gregory. Hi, Gregory from New York. You're from New York City? Hello. Hi. Gregory? How are you doing? Yeah, I can hear you. What a great day in okay. New York City it is. Uh, well, first I want to listen, I listen to your program every Saturday. Oh, thank you. I want you. to ask you a question. Can sure. you take us off the speaker? You got us on speaker there? <laughs> yes. yes, I'm a speaker. Yeah, take us off speaker. It's hard to hear you. Thanks. Can't hear you. Can we hear you now, Jerry? Gregory? Gregory? Okay, I'm off speaker. Oh, now. much better. Okay, much sounds better. better. <laughs> Listen, I um, I have a two I have a two family home in the Bronx, and I've kept the the bottom apartment empty because I, I don't want to rent to people for years now. Why not? And I I I got some information that's saying that if I sell my house, the government is going to lean on me for taxes because he doesn't believe that I'm empty. He thinks I got an I got to rent it and that I'm getting money on the side. So when I sell a house, he wants taxes on that apartment. Is that true or false? Who, who's he in that sentence? The, the government. Man? <laughs> um, the no, that's, that's yeah. So that's a bit of a, an old wives' tale, if you will. Um, the I think what somebody may be referring to there is if you try to defer the gain and call it an investment property, that they're gonna if they ever audit the file, which they might, they're gonna say, did you hold that in productive use that investment? And convincing somebody that leaving an apartment empty is productive use is going to be a tough one. So that's probably yes. what they're getting at. But there's no, there's no uh, flat-out rule that you have to rent something. Uh, they're not, you know, that if they start to look, they might, you know, they might look at bank accounts and see if there's a rent payment going in every month. But, you know, there's nothing that's going to trigger that per se um, by, by simply keeping it empty. But you really, you don't want to be a landlord that bad, huh? Well, wait, Gregory, no, are you... No, uh, yes. Gregory. Are you just? Are you really just looking to sell the house and your and 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 you know? Or is there? Did you did you did you classify it as uh, investment property or because you know? But did you have a mortgage on it? Did you classify it as mortgage as investment property? Although you'd be paying more money on interest rates, I think. No, the house is paid for. There's no mortgage. It's just that oh, I don't so want to deal with tenants. I don't want to deal with tenants. So I keep the okay, energy. that's fair. You know, Gregory, we have a show. We've had a bunch of shows. We you know, we're due for another one about being a landlord. And you know, it sounds all good, but you know what? You have to have the right temperament, and you know, it could be a pain in the neck, especially if you end up getting some bad tenants, which you can't tell by paper. Yes. So you just didn't want to be a landlord. But I'm going to tell you something. You made a great investment. It's a legal yes, two family. Brick house. It's in a nice oh. place. I just can't deal with people. They make me sick. So I don't rent. Well, you know what? Yeah. They were collecting. Just- <laughs> we we had on the show they had we had on the show we were telling people they have a one way trip to Mars. You can go there, okay? And millions <laughs> of people applied and you and you know you can help build it, but there's only one drawback. You never can come back. So uh, oh I don't God. think you want to go to Mars. But maybe no. uh but but there's some nice people around. Oh, yeah, well, Gregory, I've had like ten tenants. It's just that after a while, you know. 
No, you had enough of it. Right. Can can I suggest an idea? We gotta we gotta take a break. We gotta take a break right after. Wait, we have to take a break. We'll hold that idea, uh, Desiree, till um, the break is over. We'll be back. Eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate, and we're having a great conversation with Jerry Feeney, our attorney, and Ace Water Suparp, and Desiree Patno. Now, Desiree, before we left, we have a couple of callers, so I have to make this brief. But before we left, you were answering somebody's question. What did you – oh, the man that had rent, that didn't like to rent his apartment. Right? Yes, Gregory. Yes, thank you. So the idea is, is that for taxes, um, uh, the uh, Jerry, the attorney, is, is that you have to have – you have to sell your story, right? So the idea is, is that for producing income – if he were to do a news media blitz, get an organization to come in and rent his unit out to single mothers, he'd have no affiliation to do anything other than supplying the building. They would take care of quantifying them, getting them in there, making sure everything's okay. And they took care of the building, the actual minor things with the building. He took care of maybe anything major, but he had nothing to do with the tenant. If you sold the story that it had been vacant and he now wants to give back to the community and help a single mother, he would then have his story that when he did go to sell the property, he could validate that it was vacant all this time because there would be a whole news blitz on it. But it wasn't vacant all the time. He, he ended up telling this at the, end of the, but oh. at the end of his question. I mean, you might have not heard it, but he said he had it read it about 10 times before. But listen, if you, if you do have an apartment and you don't want the money and you don't need it, it's always good to help somebody out. Desiree, I have a bunch of calls. Before I let you go, tell us about the program. I know you've been working on a... On a program that, and I and I know that you had told me that, and I didn't even know this, that uh, women, uh, that men had to co-sign on businesses uh, at one yes. time, okay, so, which is not, which is no longer true. I mean, the Fair Housing Act, you don't, but you do a lot of work in, in helping women also get money and, 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 and get money for businesses. I mean, what, what, what do you see? Where would people go to get your help? How would they reach you? Uh, Absolutely. So that's a great question. So access to capital is the number one thing for microloans. Okay, slow down because I want to put it this way. Access to capital. And they could go to your site? Yes, absolutely. So my website is, our website is N is in Nancy, A is in Apple, W for women, R for Robert, B for business dot com. And our phone number is 800-337-3996. Say that one more time. 800-337-3996. Okay, now if they have any questions, if you personally don't can't do it, you will be able to connect them. So I know you're very, I know that you're, you have, all resources. resources around you of everybody 
that you could possibly have. So as a women, I don't, you know, as women, if you really want to find out if you can qualify to get any money or you're a small business and you're starting out, really give Desiree a call. I'm going to have her repeat the numbers and she'll be on the show again because truthfully, there is money out there for women. Um, and you just have to know about it. And there's so many different programs out there that people really don't know about because you can't know about everything. And I was, I was with a, a bunch of people. Uh, my home isn't done after two years yet, which uh, that's another day for a story. But I was staying at a hotel here because I had to do Shinnecock. I had to do some uh, TV show there. And I'm talking to these young girls and boys, actually, in their 20s. And I'm telling them, listen, you guys, don't ever quit. If you have a dream, it's a lot of rejection. But keep going at it. And if you really want to do something, if you're a woman, you want to get a business, you want to buy a house, and you say, gee, I would love to, but I really don't have any means. I have no Give Desiree a call because the worst that can happen, I mean, really, there are a lot of programs. Desiree, give us those numbers again. 800-337-3996, and that's for 5000 to $5 million that access to capital is where it's at. Did and you hear so that? 5000 to $5 million. I'm giving you a great resource. Trust me. I uh, was so impressed by Desiree. And as I said, she's become my friend also. She's brilliant and passionate about helping women. And, and so call that number. I'm going to post it. And Desiree, will you come back in a couple of weeks? Absolutely. Love to. Oh, Thank I'd love to. Much. And I'll be talking to you real soon. Have a yeah, great rest care. of the day, and thanks for getting up early, even though I know you always get up early. <laughs> you too, <laughs> Take care. Thanks. Um, Lemmy Desiree is really a, a fireball. I think she's fabulous. Um, I have Mario. Hi, Mario. I think it's Hi, almost good afternoon. Uh, I, I wanted to just uh, you asked, uh, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, and you wanted to know what the precipitous for me was to buying Hall, a real estate in Harlem in 1973. Uh, I, 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 Daddy, if you could, if I could call your office during the week, mm-hmm. and if you could give me an hour or an hour and a half of your very precious time, yes, I, I, I want to talk to you because I, I, I'm in the, in the in the middle of all of this. I was listening to this woman, the the demographics now of the millennials, whatever you want to call it, Daddy. If I didn't kill all my student, all my kids, if I didn't pay for their college, all of them. Five of them, Dottie. Five of them. And you have five children. Kids, That's okay? expensive. That's expensive. <laughs> five, five kids paid all their tuitions. Boston College. You can name it, whatever you want to call it. Well, let me say, oh, Mario. Be, wait, Mario, let me just say... Hats off to you because you're a good dad, and that's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work. And I think Thank you. all of us, when we're kids, we don't appreciate it as much as we should. I, I, Daddy, I couldn't have done it without my wife for 53 years. I can tell you that right now. Well, congratulations to both Daddy, of you. Daddy, here's, what, here's, the, here's the four horsemen of the apocalypse coming up the road. These kids have so much debt that it depresses them. And what happens is they lose their zeal. So if they're coming out of college with a degree in God knows what, I don't know. And I don't want to belittle co- I never went to college, uh, Donnie. I did everything really? on my own. Really? I, I figured it all out. I, my biggest asset in my life was I, went, I was in the military. I joined the military because I had to. I was a paratrooper because 
I needed the extra money. Wow. And that saved my life. I had two African-American sergeants that saved my life, much like Lou Gossage and whoever's the gentleman. That's why I wanted, if that, you know, chaperone, have 90 people, it doesn't matter. If I could call your office during the week, because, Daddy, you're a player. You're a player in the <laughs> sense that people, no, that, I'm telling you the truth. I, by the way, I look at your pictures and all this other stuff, you know. But I, have, you. I, call you, I, I have my friends in real estate. We, we're in real estate now. We own two family houses. We love it. We love it. And by the way, the woman that gave you that advice, I rent to Section 8 housing. She's right. If you rent a single woman who are, you know, they're, they're a single woman and they're taking care of their kids and all that, you get a huge break from the uh, people that give you the money because they know well, that's, that you're helping that, that, that's that's you know, that's good to know, and I think that, you know, if you can help a single... But look, if you can help anybody, it's a great thing. But yes, I can give you... If I, I told I, you next, uh, next, next week, because I, I have to go for a procedure in the hospital, I don't want to give my whole story. But the all week right, after, you don't have to I give your story, but is that, are you going to be okay? <laughs> I mean, is it... Uh, I'm totally fine. No, totally fine. I'm just... Uh, I'm being cautious the better part of valor. Daddy, I, I just want, I need two hours of your time. Two I'll hours? Mario, was two hours. Hour a minute ago. Now he wants two hours. Next time, now he's going to want a week, I'm sorry. Daddy. What's Daddy, going on here? This is not a Daddy, dating an show. Hour. Daddy, an hour. <laughs> okay. An hour, if you would be kind enough to give me uh, one I'm hour. Daddy's, I'm Daddy's time. agent, and you can call me, and we'll uh, give you the, the hourly price uh, to have Daddy's um, audience. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. You uh, just, no. you, you can, you can... <laughs> You can call two one two. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you my work number two one two. Two one two. Eight nine one. Eight nine one. Seven seven nine nine. And if you ask me, you'll get my you'll get my assistant, and uh, she will figure out when I have an hour an hour and a half to to spend on uh, with well, yeah, you. I just, I just want to but make sure that you're okay. I mean, get your surgery done and make yeah, sure no, everything no, no. is Daddy, recover. Sorry, I did this once. I did this once before, and they hung the phone up on me. So I'll do it again. Really? And hopefully oh, they did. Okay. Well, then, yes, if that did. if that should happen, okay, which um, that's. I don't know. I, well, I mean, when you mean, asked for me, they hung the phone up. All right. Well, he asked for if, two hours, maybe. Okay. If that should happen, then uh, do you want to email us? Uh, you know, if you email me at radio uh, show. However, I, I, I can't tell you how important it is. I will me. make it my, I give you my word. I don't give my word if I don't Thank mean you. it. That's but I will I not mean. know if you call and someone hangs up on you, I'm not going to know that you called. So then get a, you'll have to just call me again. And uh, okay. I will. Right. I'll, I'll t- but, but good luck in the hospital, and I'll speak to you when you're sure. out. Daddy, All right. I, have I, a... I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Daddy. You're welcome, and you, you have a great weekend. All right. All right. Thanks a lot for calling. And that's eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. He went from an hour to two hours, Daddy. I well, was he's going to take up Listen, day, you know something. You're running I guess, a big company. <laughs> no, yeah, but people say to me, "Oh, well, if you had to do it all over," and I, I plan on doing a lot of uh, work uh, for entrepreneurs because kind of I came up the hard way, and I really mm-hmm. just did it on my own, and. Um, I give a lot of time to people that I, I, you know, it's not for money. I just really help them because, you know what, everyone needs a break in life. And sometimes it's just words of encouragement um, that you need. 
Um, so if I can help anybody, I'm glad to uh, spend That's my time nice doing it. Maybe not two hours, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to spend some time. Trying to get them back down from two I, hours. I think we have a break. <laughs> I mean, 866-970-9622. I on Real Estate. We'll be right back after our commercial break. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Well, that was an interesting call, and I <laughs> wish you a, uh, a, a good good hospital visit. Okay? I mean, you know, no one should want to be in the hospital. Right. And my advice to anyone who has to go to the hospital is stay as little as possible because there's a lot of uh, diseases you can catch from the hospital that you don't have before you went in. Ask me, um, uh, that's uh, one of the things that happened to me. But I, but I also was know that even the doctors will tell you, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that if you don't have to be in a hospital long, don't. Uh, any event... But some people was, should stay longer than others. Do you know, um, Ace, I had to ask you a question because this would be right up your alley, and you would probably yeah. know more about this. Um, there's a digital 1,001, I think it's an 1,100-square-foot plot. It's called Genesis City, and it is basically a digital metropolis, and they're hoping it will eventually become a major hub for virtual reality. And there is a limit of, and this, there's a limited amount of real estate available, and there's ninety thousand plots that make about make up the size of like Washington D.C. And while this sounds like a lot, they say there's real money behind this blockchain-based real estate. And they say that. In, did you hear anything about this? I mean, a lot of the um, blockchain community folks. I mean, you know, some of them are in Puerto Rico. Some of, some of them are based out of here, so it's it's almost like their own sim city, you know. But um, yeah. it, there's a lot of these type of, uh, I guess, uh, what do you call it, communities, um, you know, being. And I believe it was started somewhere from an Argentinian, um, I guess, group of coders, but I'm not I'm not too sure, you know. But I did yeah. hear about it. Okay, so I'm going to do some more. And Ace, I understand that you were able to get me a speaker to come on the show that I was totally impressed by that when I heard you speak, he was speaking with you. Yes. yes. Would you tell everyone so that you have to listen to this? Show? Is he next week? Um, I am. Well, we have to confirm first, but um, yeah, he's actually amazing. Uh, Dottie, Gary Vina. Tell everyone who he is. Um, <clears throat> so Gary Vaynerchuk, um he's a, um, not a social media influencer, but he's just a practitioner. He's a motivator, and he's just amazing. If you guys follow him on Instagram, you know, it's basically Gary, and his last name is Vaynerchuk. Um, he's just a multi um, – he's, he's, he has so many different businesses. He started Wine Library. Yeah. From, All you know, I can tell you is if it's, you it's value any, any of my opinion, I have listened to many speakers – and I went to see Ace. He was speaking at this uh, conference for millennials. And Gary was one of the speakers. And I was totally blown away. 
I follow him. He's brilliant. And um, we'll let you know during the week. Uh, but I believe he'll be on next week, hopefully. And, and, and he's confirmed, I believe. And I will give him the show because, truthfully, oh, it's, it's he is. for a treat, Dottie. Yeah, uh, he is, and and I kid you not, and I don't say this often to you, if there's any time you want to tune in or go to the app store and get Eye on Real Estate and listen to it there, uh, he's unbelievable, and I just heard that he's confirmed to be on next week, and I'm so excited, so excited. I really um, tell you that, and again, if you can, listen to us live, but if you can't, you can get us through any of our means, or you could go on and, and, and you can get us uh, through 970, you can get us through element.com, or you can just go to the App Store. It's free. It doesn't cost anything if you have an app, if you have an Apple phone. Uh, so I am just, like when I was told, I was so, so, so happy. So happy. Oh. I don't know how much time I have to do a whole topic. So I'm trying to, because I was planning to do a little about what you should do before retirement. But but there was an article, and I think I might have talked about it a little bit, uh, but I also read the article, and and, and I guess, Ace, I had asked you, I had read the article that should you pay your mortgage off. And there was an article, and I saved it uh, from, let's see, it was the Wall Street Journal. And they, and they say, you know, they talk about the new tax law changes the math for millions of Americans, especially married couples, should you pay your house off or not? And do you think, and again, do you think that there's um, a new opinion on whether you should, because of the tax laws? I think um, every situation is different, right? So the mortgage interest deduction was lowered from a, from a million dollars to 750000 And if you have a mortgage that's right around 750000 um, it pays to have a mortgage because you get to um, write off the interest on that. So, um, and, and real estate has always been a tax shelter for many folks. So it really depends, right? So if you have, you know, depending on where you are, which is a group of your mortgage balance, I still think it's, it's definitely a, a, one of the biggest tax shelters that you can have. Um, in, in someone's lifetime. So for me, I still think real estate is, is a safe bet in terms of, you know, just being able well, to write off. Let me just tell you what the Wall Street Journal says. I'll just read you yeah. this. As a result from the current and future mortgage holders need to consider their options, which range from paying part or all of their debt to sitting tight. And, 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 because, the, you know, you, you can't in certain states deduct more than $10,000. The change to the mortgage deductions um, strengthen the arguments for paying down or, or uh, off a mortgage. And I assume what they're saying is if you're in one of the states where you don't qualify anymore, what is it, $10,000 or something like that, that's the max? Oh, for yeah, deductibility, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess their argument is saying that if you're not going to get a tax break, then you might, and again, it, you're right, Ace, you, you know, you should call Ace or you should call the financial planner or Jerry, but then they're saying then that might be a reason to pay it off, okay? But when you pay it off, remember something, you use all your disposable cash. So, you know, you have to kind of balance out because... You know, once you pay your mortgage, or if you have no monthly payments, 
uh, other than taxes, which in many states is very high, like in uh, New York and Jersey and Westchester, but California. But you also have taken your cash and it's gone. So you kind of have to look. Uh, I don't know if there's a wrong or right. I think I think everything is is different. But again, things change, laws change, tax laws change, and you've got to stay on top of really speaking to someone who knows. Now, when I was very young, people would say, well, why would I worry about that? I don't make any money. Or when we were 30 or 35, like, I don't make any money, so why should I worry? That's exactly when you should start paying attention. And never say you don't have enough money. If you, I think I was working for Merrill Lynch and they had a 401k. I was probably in my 20s. And I could not afford to put 10%. I think you were allowed to put 10% of your pay in. I couldn't afford it, but I put 5%. Well, I put 5%, and that was so little money then because I wasn't making a lot of money uh, that I didn't even know it was gone. They took it right out of my check, and I never even had it, and it wasn't a lot. And years later, it turned into a substantial amount of money. So what I'm trying to say to everyone, you know, we talk about real estate, uh, but I look at real estate as part of a financial plan. It's just a piece of it. And it is really, you know, and sometimes real estate will make you will help you make available cash that you can do equity loans. Sometimes they work for people. Sometimes they're not good to do. Sometimes people have been able to take some of the money that they've paid or they're, that they're sitting on. In other words, if you bought a house for 500 it's now worth 800 well, there's $300,000 of equity you're sitting on that's not really doing any work for you. And there's some thoughts, if the, if the situation is right, that maybe you should take some of that money, not all of it, some of it, and put that into something that can work for you or that can make you money. There's a lot of thoughts to things. And what I try to tell people is it's very complicated. There is no one-size-fits-all. And really, we try to bring in the professionals that you can call up and ask your individual questions because that's really what makes wealth. You know, if you make a lot of money, but you don't have, you save none because, but there could be a person who makes a lot less, but has invested it a little at a time, a little at a time. And you'd be surprised what sometimes happens. So I, I just wanted to make that clear that there's no right or wrong. And, 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 and Ace, what are we at, 475 now? We're at 4.75, Dottie. And, and, you know, to that point, you know, you really have to consider um, what you're paying on, on your interest rate, right? So if you have a mortgage <laughs> of a 30-year fixed mortgage, I, I would definitely, um, you know, and, and again, you know, there's no right or wrong. But if you have a rate of, you know, 4.75, 4.25, I, I'd rather you continue that low monthly payment and leverage um, your cash somewhere else, you know, because to take out a loan on a credit card, you're going to pay 11, 12 percent. A lot of interest. Now, Jerry, if you are not going to stay in the home for 30 years or maybe, okay, you know, then what about the seven one arm? What is that? Seven years? Yeah, it stays oh, yeah, fixed for seven years. It stays fixed for seven, and that's at 4.3 now? Yes, that's at 4.375, Dottie. So that might be a consideration. What we're telling you is call up and find out. 
um, and Ace will run really all the scenarios out with all the different types of mortgages. If you're a woman, make sure you find out what you can apply to. And if you don't have a down payment, there's ways that you can get help in the down payment. There's a lot of ways to buy if you want to buy without going over debt and staying in your budget. It could end up much cheaper than rent. Um, please, next week, you've got to listen to us. I'm telling you, it's a home run show. 866-970-9622. It's a luscious day, so please take a deep breath and enjoy it. Be here next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.